Drive All Night is supported by listeners like you. To find out how you can help, please visit patreon.com slash songsoftoriamus. There you'll learn what exciting rewards we're offering for your support. Again, that's patreon.com slash songsoftoriamus to help us continue to make high quality and Torytainment for you. Oh. Oh, hey, David. Oh, my gosh. Hi. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Fancy meeting you here in the makeup room. Not that you need it, Gorge. Ah, oh, same. <laughs> I'm actually pretty nervous. I'm just feeling like all those pre-show jitters here backstage at the Drive All Night Studios. I tell you this every week, David. Don't be nervous. You're good at what you do. Ugh, thank you. I need it constantly. And there's no reason to get in your head just because we rented out all of 30 Rock West here in Burbank, and there's thousands of people out there waiting for a show. I can't believe they let us rent Conan's old studio here at 30 Rock. Just in time for our holiday spectacular. Oh, yeah. Really worked out. It really did. It truly is a magical time of year. There'll be podcasts for hosting our new year for toasting and caroling out in the snow. There'll be line-by-line stories and tales of the glories of Tory shows long, long ago. (laughs) Oh, I simply can't wait. You can tell you're definitely spirited tonight. And the hair and makeup girls are so generous with their applause. Stop it. You're embarrassing me. Stop it, Johnny. Stop. Can you blame me, David? Uh, no, I can't. I get it. We're really going all out this year. But who did you manage to book? All right. Well, Karen Bins has been working for months to design oh. an array of fashion sideways costumes for our Christmas oh. pageant. I can't wait. I know. I just saw a camel walk by in a stunning custom jumpsuit and three wise men in leather studded thongs. She always has the most luxurious fabrics. Always. She does things with knits I've never seen. We also have the Shea Stymac and the Drive All Night mm. Dancers, I know, performing their signature holiday kick and a trick line. Is that what I saw them doing out in the parking lot last night? Yeah, how, how did it look? It looks great, I can't wait. Who else? And uh, we're gonna take it down a notch and Shaggy will be moving us all to tears with his soulful rendition of Oh Holy Night. Shut up. I love her voice. Oh, yeah, I know. You know, I sang with her once, A Thousand Oceans. Killed the party. Killed me. Killed that party. That all sounds great, David, but I also have a surprise for you for this holiday sparktacular. Oh, my God, what? I was going to save this for once we go live, but... For the grand finale, I got Santa. Oh my God, Santa Claus? No, Santa Holly. At the end of the show, Santa herself is going to be lowered down from the ceiling, straddling a giant crystal reindeer king, absolutely drenching the audience with Christmas cosmos that she'll be pouring out of her boot. So wet. I know, just when the crowd thinks they've reached the climax of their horny holiday frenzy and they can't take it anymore, thousands of synchronized confetti cannons will explode and shower pink and glitter all over the entire world. Holy shit. People are not going to be ready for all these midwinter graces right up in their faces. I know. And also... Oh. Hold on. What's this? Looks like I'm getting a few notifications on my phone. Let me just scroll through these emails. Hold on. Z2, my graphic album's been delayed. Oh, I lost Valerie Lord's auction in the collectory again. Tori is announcing another UK show. Tickets on sale in 32 seconds. Mm. Are you kidding me? (sighs) Scrolling, scroll. Oh, no. Oh, no, David. What? The shuttle carrying all of our talent just got overturned in an avalanche. My God, what? They're not going to be here. They can't make it. They're stuck in the snow. Oh, my God. None of them? No drive all night dancers? Shay got stuck in the snow. No, no. In the Shay no? Yes, in the Shay no. No, oh, holy night? Oh, holy snow. 
all of them, oh God, it sounds like a tragedy. It's just going to be a silent night with you, David, if we can't figure something out fast. Uh. Ah. David, we're about to go on. We're about to go on and we need a Christmas miracle. We could use one today. Do you think that you can fit into Santa's fur-lined micro-mini? She has let herself go. She sure has. There's no time to body shame, David. Pull yourself together. Uh. Oh, God. Oh, David, it's happening. Live from beautiful Burbank, California, in the luxurious Drive All Night studio, situated between a cluster of mighty palm trees, it's the Drive All Night Holiday Spectacular. Thank you all for being here for our second annual Holiday Sparktacular. Thank you so much. We're excited. Oh, my God. You guys are beautiful. Uh, yes. You. No, you. You. No, you. Oh. Oh, they are so, they are just so enthusiastic. I love a good crowd. I Sit down, though. Sit down. You know, you stand for a time. You stand for a time, and then you sit. That's just the way it's always been. Oh. God. How have you been, David? Uh, I've been pretty good. How are you? I'm full of the holiday spirit. I am bursting. I'm bubbling with the holiday spirit. I can't wait. 
I can tell. Like, Mary herself, your Christmas contractions are very close together. You know what? My Christmas contractions are at 30 seconds. Is that good? Is that mm-hmm. bad? Is that big? I don't actually don't know, but I'm going to boil some water and get some towels anyway, just in case. Thank you, thank you. I might be giving birth to the baby Jesus tonight. Mm. <laughs> Babies and gabies. We have such a special show for you tonight. We'll tell you who's with us later. Much we later. Have guests. We have guests. We have many guests. Definitely. Yeah. We have guests. Tons of them. Yes. A hundred guests. If we get to them, we get to them, you know? You know how it is. We sometimes can just gab, you know. <laughs> So how are you, David? I'm wonderful. I'm full of the holiday spirit. How are you? I'm pretty good. How have you been all year? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> just Long time no talk. Should I just fill you in on my entire year right now? Yeah, just if it takes the full hour, it takes the full hour. Wouldn't you that know? be a shame? Well, it all started on January 1st, 2022. Oh, do tell. <laughs> how was it? Was it better than January 1st, 2021? Tell me yeah, about that first. a little bit better. Mm, okay. So I hear that you've moved. We had to spend some money to fly you here to beautiful Burbank. I know. I actually am, yes. I'm back in Los Angeles for this holiday spectacular. Wouldn't have missed it. Had to do it in person. Thank you. Thank you. I'm also the Grand Marshal of the Rose Parade. Oh, you are? I am. Yeah. It's it's on January 2nd this year instead of the 1st, and there was a lot of people unavailable. So they're like, yes, we got to get David. <laughs> Is that why I got that weird VIP email? Yeah, probably. Yeah. I don't do VIP. Oh, okay. If I can't fly coach, I don't fly. What do you do? <laughs> what a beautiful season, though. Yes, the bright colors, the delicious cookies, decorating the house and hanging ornaments on the tree. These are things mm. that I love about the holidays. Wonderful. My children all snug in their beds with visions of sugar plums and summer queens banished to darkness dancing in their heads. Mm. Such fun. What a beautiful season, David. And our set, hand-painted by Thomas Kincaid. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Oh, my God. I feel like I'm in Gaylene's home. Stop Decorating the house and hanging ornaments on Mm. the tree. Let's just talk about things that we love. Okay. You know what they say, David? The holidays are the time of year for smiles, Mm. giving and receiving gifts, and family and friends. You love to laugh. You love smiling. (laughs) I'm happy to have you back in town. It's good to be here, I must say. It's a real homecoming. But wait, there's so much more to Christmas. Our joy isn't about a present or a grown-up motor toy. Speak for yourself, David. All right. Sorry, I will. You know, it's sometimes easy to get lost in the hustle and bustle of the holidays and ticket on sales inexplicably launched with almost no advanced warning. It's important to remember the true reason for the season, the true reason for Christmas, and celebrate the birth of our Savior, who was seated in a manger those many years ago, seated in a manger with an obstructed view because there was no room in the front row. I give these tickets to shepherds who like music, Christmas music. Imagine having an obstructed view from the second row. I know. (laughs) Strange. Big wheel right in the way. Well, I, for one, David, am so excited to get our show started and start talking about what we're here to talk about, Star of Wonder. Yeah, I for two. I'm also excited. I for three. You want to just get right into it? I think we should. I can't wait any longer. I'm bursting. Well, as always, we have the Drive All Night Marching Band. Oh, I do love the Drive All Night Marching Band. (laughs) They're great, aren't they? Yes. Congratulations, you all. You've really gotten good. My God. It's great that they've been here since 8 a.m. rehearsing. And so we're lucky that they were here already in the building. Take it away, ladies. Oh, I love a horn.
thing about doing a seasonal album, which you have tremendous possibility. I think, um, you know, you have a, a focused but wide palette. Because if you're going to cover hundreds of years of tradition, then when you are in something like Emmanuel or Candle Coventry Carol, you cannot be, um, your watercolors can't be running over from Star of Wonder, which has that folk rock um, Persian element. And, uh, you know, Persians and leather, in my mind. Persians and leather, what do you think? I don't know. Persians and leather, that's not the first thing that comes to mind when I think of Christmas, but I guess it could be now. You know what? Everyone deserves to celebrate, David, in their own way. Everyone deserves to dress up in leather the way that they want to for Christmas. David, let's talk Star of Wonder. Okay. Star of Wonder. It's actually pronounced Wanda. Star of Wanda is the second track off of Tori's 11th album, Midwinter Graces. And at this point, I have to stop and give a shout out. I know I see you out there in the crowd, Artie Pavlov, who has been so busy lately that he didn't realize we had not done albums 6, 7, 8, 9, and 10 and thought we had gone all the way through them and gone to 1101. It was like, oh my God, I missed the whole Beekeeper season. Wow, he had a lot of confidence in our ability. I guess. I know. When we released What Child Noel to the public feed, he was like, what the fuck? What did I miss? <laughs> it's like, you know when you have a glitch in the Matrix? He thought he'd slept for a fortnight, a whole mm-hmm. season. He was like, what, what? Yeah. What Child Noel? What, what, Noel? It's the second track off of Tori's 11th album, Midwinter Graces, with piano and verletzer and vocal by Tori Amos, drums, percussion, and bells by Matt Chamberlain. Bells for him, if you ask me. Hey! <laughs> They like that one. Bass by John Evans. Synth and samplers by John Phil Chanel. Mm, Synths and samplers. Synths and samplers. Mm. Yes. Isn't it exciting? It's been a long time synth I've heard any samplers. This song appears on Midwinter Graces, which was released in Australia on November 6, 2009, France on November 9, 2009, Canada and the United States on November 10, 2009. Mm. It was released in the UK on November 16, 2009. And finally, after all was said and done, our German babes got it on November 27, 2009. You think the Australian date is why we got the Midwinter Summer Tour? It's because it was so early in November that it was still summer. Oh, because it was summer over there. Oh, right. That's what you're saying. Down there. You know, I'm not good with improv. <laughs> or geography. Or seasons. <laughs> Maps. Or weather. Or topography. <laughs> Topology. How did you first feel about this song when you heard it for the first time? How did you hear it? Give me this. Give me the scenario. All Paint right. me a picture. It was, and I think is, one of my favorites off of this album. I absolutely love it. I like how the verses are kind of original-ish Tory compositions, and then we get to the, the chorus, and it's kind of the traditional song as we know it. And uh, yeah, I kind of love the arrangement. I love, there's like a real fanfare quality to it, which I think comes out even more in the Goldust version, but we'll get into all that, right? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> We have an hour. We like, can talk about whatever we want. Fuck me if I know. It's Christmas. Well, let's see what happens. But point being, I like it. Good. How about you? I'm so happy for you. Tell me a story. Uh, you know what? I like it too. And that's that. I heard it for the first time when I bought the CD. And I bought the CD. So did I. I. Yes. And I examined the packaging. And I said, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to like this. I said, I'm going to like this. There's a gangel on the cover. There sure well, is. Well, the cover cover, on the back cover. There's a gangel here, and I'm obligated to like this. So I took it home, 
popped it into my CD player and rocked out, and I enjoyed it. You I were really in the arms it. of the angel. I enjoy it. <laughs> There's something about this song. I love that it's the second. And actually, I heard it for the first time. Like the clips, they they had like 30 second clips on like Amazon, I think. And I, yes, I cut them from Amazon and put them into a very popular YouTube video called Samples from Midwinter Graces with, like, really cool pictures of Tori. That was you? Yeah. You, you know where it had, like, the red, it was, like, red leaves and her, she was, like, looking through it. That was, like, the main pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was my YouTube channel. And then it got taken down because of copyright violation for some Days of Our Lives old videos I had. <laughs> I got three copyright strikes in one evening and I woke up the next morning. My YouTube channel had been dismantled. Worth it. For Crystal Chappelle content. <laughs> Carbo. I'm a Carbo. Those Bope fans are vicious. I've heard. But anyway, I love this song. I loved it very much. And I thought it was very, it's, I think, the most traditional and the most, like, rousing song on the record, right? Mm-hmm. Would you agree? I would. Yeah. And she played it a lot, as I recall. So I'm excited to get into the live section there. Me too. And sort of, yeah. We'll have one. Into it. Oh, thank God. We should. We should have one this year. But I didn't know the original. <laughs> Is that dumb? I mean, I knew when I heard this song that it was a cover of something. But I didn't. I don't know that. I don't know Chris. I didn't know holiday music. I didn't have much of a holiday ritual. You didn't know the We Three Kings Christmas Carol? Not really. Not really. At a certain point when I was younger, I just decided I didn't like Christmas music. So I stopped listening to it. And then nothing ever really stuck. You know? But now I like Christmas music. Was there a moment when the Christmas tide really turned and you were like, you know what? I don't like Christmas music and I'm never going to listen to it. Was it gradual? I think it was probably like a definitive. I don't do anything gradually. It's probably like definitive. That's a good point. From like, yeah, one day to the next. It's probably like I've decided or I heard someone that I really like say it. Like they didn't like Christmas music. I was like, yeah, you're right. It's trash. I hate Christmas. <laughs> you know, people pleaser. The cast of Rags to Riches disavowed Christmas music, and you were like, oh, yeah, 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 me too, me too. Well, you know, Christmas was very hard, is very hard for orphans. I've heard. It's, yeah. either, it's either really hard or, like, really good. It's like they either get adopted by someone rich or they have a really sad Christmas. <laughs> like, boy, go buy me the fattest Christmas turkey in all the land. God bless us, everyone. Um, after Midwinter Graces, did you know this song was released on a CDR promo single? Wow, like she burned it herself? It's possible. It's very, very possible. Mark. Found my CDs. From Universal Republic Records, they released a CDR promo sampler in 2009 that had a silent night with you, What Child Noel, Star of Wonder, and Pink and Glitter. And it was marketed by the marketing company that loves Tori, Girly Action. You remember mm. Girly Action? You know Girly Action. He's something girly. Why do you think it was a CDR? They couldn't wait. They were like, the world needs this pumped into it as quickly as possible. It's going to burn their faces off. I mean, I think in 2009, we're at the end of the CD run or the run of CDs, like the popularity of CDs, we're definitely on the downhill, right? I do think this may have been the last physical CD that I bought, and I'm not even kidding. Yes, I agree with you. Yeah. I think myself as well. But by then, we're like, CDs are kind of dead in the water, and we're in this weird in-between time before vinyl really starts to take off again. So... There probably is no need to like wait a wait for the time that it takes to press the label and to do all the like silver pressing when a CDR is just is much faster and just as good. Mm. So yeah. is an MP3. Truly. Yes, <laughs> truly. But David, we had not yet committed to disavowing physical media. Right. We were just going to have as it. There's also an unofficial release that I don't know how it surfaced. But it is a seven-inch vinyl 
single unofficially released of Tori Amos, Harps of Gold, A-Side, Star of Wonder, B-Side. No, 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 no. Yeah. Harps of Gold? Who, I, what is the story of this unofficial release? I love it. What maniac pressed vinyl of Harps of Gold? Hey, how dare you? I love Harps of Gold. I want to give presents. That's a, that's a deep joke. See, a few people in the audience got it. Thank you. Yes, you. Thank you. Polite smattering of applause. Yeah, it was it was polite. Thank you. We next see Star of Wonder on Tori's live album from Russia with Love, released in 2010 from her Moscow concert on September 3rd. Roll that, Oliver. We three kings are coming again. Oh, we have Oliver the sound man. Give it up for Oliver. He does live shows too if you need him. If you need him. Merry Christmas, Oliver. Merry Christmas, Oliver. We next see Star of Wonder on Tori's 2012 orchestral disc, Gold Dust. The one where she's in a cab on the front, you know? I do. Where do you think she's going? To find the Star of Wonder. Hmm. Oh, good one. It's like, follow that star. It's obvious. What we I think she like really loves this song. Yeah, it is very good. It is. I think she would agree. It I is. would agree with her. Corey, do you agree? Good. I agree with me. Yes, I love it. I agree with me. Yes. It's kind of on several pivotal releases, and it's on her career retrospective with a special orchestral arrangement, a seasonal uh-huh. song. She holds it in very high regard. I think, just like me. I agree. The song was arranged by Tori Amos with words, additional words, and additional music by Tori Amos. Because it was traditionally, it's like a traditional song, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right. And it is right. labeled as such. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Produced by Tori, recorded by and mixed by Adam Spry, Marcel Van Limbeek, Mark Hawley, et cetera, et cetera. Harpsichord technician Peter Barnes, piano technician Ann Walker, all of it. How do you think they got in the Christmas spirit when they were recording this album and this song? Because it was, you know, way earlier in the year. You think they like they flocked everything? Did they flock the boozy? Turn the air down low? I think doilies. I think doilies did the trick. Doilies? Throw a lot of yeah. Throw a lot of doilies on the piano. It looks like it's snowing. Oh wow, that's how you approximate Christmas. You just throw doilies on everything. I'm from New Mexico. Oh, that's how it's done there. That's how we mimic snow. Mm. You put doilies on everything. Ooh, it's (laughs) chilly. Should we get into the quotes, David? We only have an hour. All right, let's do it. Quote it. Actually, David, I have a secret surprise for you that I have been holding back. Mm, I love a surprise and a secret. several minutes and since last year. Oh, my God. I don't know how you did it. What is it? 
I had a discussion with Tori Amos on the phone, and what? I asked her to tell me all about Star of Wonder. I asked if she'd mind if I recorded it to play here today. And she said, sure, babe, go ahead. And then she said this. My point of view is probably much, much closer to the original than what the Methodists probably did with it. And, you know, I have a good giggle with staunch Methodists because I, I understand them very well. They teetotal. I can give them grape juice. I respect all that. I've lived with it. I understand it. And yet what I think they would be fascinated to know is that a lot of this music is very ancient and there is a marriage that needed to happen, I think, with the idea of rebirth. Isn't that amazing? That was considerate of you. I live in New York, which is a one-party consent state, so I could have just done it legally. <laughs> well, I asked her. I like to get permission. That's I like the to way, yeah. From Keyboard Magazine on December 1st, 2009, they asked Tori, how did you approach making these songs your own? Star of Wanda, for example. And she said... I've been curious my whole life about the story of the wise men and Persian mysticism. I always thought, I don't hear anything of their culture and arrangements of We Three Kings. So I began to think to myself, all right then, in my story, you're going to know that you're coming across the desert. And you're going to get a sense of these men and their culture. That's the thing. Growing up as a minister's daughter, sometimes I would just think a lot of what I was hearing was really where these people were during their own times. So I wanted to bring back some of the roots that I think the stories are talking about. For Star of Wonder, think Led Zeppelin, of course. Of course. I love the work that they did with their Arabic string arrangements. So I played it for John Philip Chanel, talked him through my vision, and he really got it. I tracked it with the guys first, Matt and John, and they got a sense of the rhythm. We laid down the rhythm track first with the Wurlitzer, and that gave it that early Zeppelin sound. Then we brought in everything that you could possibly imagine percussion-wise for Matt to play. From timpanis to concert bass drums, two octaves of concert bells, along with his kit and all the other ethnic percussion. Matt had a huge palette to work with, which was exciting. So, Star of Wonder has that flavor. You'll recognize the carol in the chorus. But it has beautiful dancing girls now. In my seasonal world, I think beautiful dancing girls celebrating the rebirth of the light. In the Christian story, the poetry for that is the birth of a baby boy, but the rebirth of light that happens every year has been celebrated by our ancestors for thousands of years, and I wanted to capture that. Mm. Speaking of beautiful dancing girls, David, I invited someone special. I just texted her. I just confirmed her, and she just got here. I told her, and she's here to help us out of a jam. Madonna? No. Performing a traditional arrangement of We Three Kings to bring context to our stories tonight is the one, the only, the flawless Dolly Parton. Give it up. So far, field and fountain, moor and mountain, following yonder star. Born a king on Bethlehem's plain, gold I bring to crown him again.
That is different than Thanks, Dolly. That is different than the Tory version. She is the Queen Christmas after all. From the Wikipedia page for We Three Kings, not to be confused with The Three Kings, but We Three Kings, original title, Three Kings of Orient, also known as We Three Kings of Orient, are, or The Quest of the Magi, is a Christmas carol that was written by John Henry Hopkins Jr. in 1857. Mm. At the time of composing the carol, Hopkins served as the rector of Christ Episcopal Church in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, and he wrote the carol for a Christmas pageant in New York City. It was the first widely popular Christmas carol written in America. We got one. We, we, fi- we finally got one. This was the only one for Christmas is you of its day. And it was written for three kings. Like the three, it's Tori singing it by herself, but it was written for three men to sing. The three wise men whose names were Gaspard, Melchior, and Balthazar. I don't think it was written as like a trio. Was That's it? what it says here on the Wikipedia page. Really? That's what it says. Okay. John Henry Hopkins Jr. organized the carol in such a way that three male voices would each sing a solo verse in order to correspond with the three kings. Oh, wow. The first and last verses of the carol were sung together by all three as verses of praise, while the intermediate verses are sung individually with each king describing the gift he was bringing. The refrain proceeds to praise the beauty of the Star of Bethlehem. The Magi's solos are typically not observed during contemporary performances of the carol, meaning it's probably, you know, like everybody sings everything. The carol's melody has been described as sad and shifting in nature. Because of this, it highly resembles a song from the Middle Ages and Middle Eastern music. I can see that and hear that. Both of which has been frequently compared to. There is something kind of melancholy about it. It's certainly not, it's not joy to the world. Yeah. It's true. It is kind of sad. Do you know this song was praised in the Oxford Book of Carols as one of the most successful carols in modern composed carols? Hmm, I wonder how they were rating carols as successful or not. I think that means popularity? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Like, how many caroling troops are singing this? Probably all of them. Yeah, exactly. From John Philip Chanel's blog, on December 3rd, 2009, he said, When I first heard Tori's interpretation of a handful of Christmas songs and her elaborations and our original compositions, I was in tears. Tori had dug into original text and melody. She created her own harmonic structures, and she stamped them her own. Our thoughts when arranging these beauties on Midwinter Graces. And then he goes into some things. He says, The influence of historical lyrics and melody, coupled with instruments from the East, Europe, and Africa, are all about the origins of the Christ philosophies, be it from pagan, Christianity, Judaism, Hinduism, Islam, Buddhism, or animism. These Christs were humanity's first steps in the realizations that humans may be individually worth a damn and may be able to transcend the chaos of a final demise by wolf, automobile, or even natural causes. Star of Wonder is a great synthesis of these concepts. The intro uses the Turkish cumbus and strings into Matt and John's superb medieval Middle Eastern groove. The cumbus is not only a great instrument, but so connected with the Turkish freedom movement and modernism of the 20th century. And this is the cumbus. Tori summons the perfect fusion of her whirly and melody for a call and answer from the strings in Eastern style, leading to the West in the symphonic interpretation of the choruses, and the out choruses bring both together. I kept thinking Sergei Prokofiev, Alexander Nevsky, without the conflict, and the Russian Orthodox replaced by the Middle East. That might seem a stretch, but it made sense to me. I would love to be in a room with these two at some point. 
I have been in a room with them at one point. What? Yeah, Los Angeles. One, two, three, 2017. Oh, yeah, I guess I have too. Good point. But they weren't talking, and if they had been, it would have been rude. They were communicating non-verbally. Sonically. I want to take us back a little, David, into 1999. Okay, not zero AD. No. Not that far? (laughs) Not that far. Why don't you read this from All Star Daily Music News from cdnow.com. You remember cdnow.com? I do. Now it's CD then. December 9th, 1999, in an article called Miss Truth. I just put this in here because I mentioned it to you a few weeks ago. This is just a little Christmas cheer from Tori herself back in 1999. As All Star contributor Marianne Meyer reports, Tori Amos was quite quotable during her set at the WHFS Nutcracker holiday concert at the 930 Club in Washington, D. See, on Monday, December 6th, before singing a cover of Bruce Springsteen's I'm on Fire, Amos let this little gem fly. If I were into hair pie, there it is, I think I would really sing this song to a lot of my woman friends. And in another ode to the female genitalia, Amos summed up Christianity in the following manner. There's a sign in our dressing room that says no naughty words, but I'd just like to say as my Christmas gift to the Washington area, I think that it's very important that all of us remember that Jesus wouldn't have been here without a pussy being around. Merry Christmas. You see, we have it all here on these Sparktaculars. Not only were we able to get the fantastic Dolly Parton, give it up again, but we were able to pull hair pie out of retirement just for tonight's event. After a week this, a week in retirement, she's already rolled back know, out. She's like Cher. She's like It's true. Cher. Oh my God, this is going to be a long farewell tour. You want to hear some more music, David? Yeah, why not? You want to be more spectacular this Christmas? I do. Spark it. We have a very special guest here tonight. It is a Miss Tory, famous British drag queen, and piano chanteuse. Here, live in our soundstage. Hit it. Spaceman came traveling on a ship from afar. It was light years of time since his mission did start. A noble village, he halted his craft, and it hung in the sky like a star, just like a star. He followed a light and came down to a shed. Where a mother and child were lying there on a bed A bright light of silver shone round his head And he had the face of an angel They were afraid The stranger spoke, he said Do not fear I come from a planet a long way from here And I bring a message for mankind to hear And suddenly the sweetest music filled the air And it went Love of the child 
This lovely music went trembling through the ground And many awakened on hearing that sound And travellers on the road, the village they found By that light of that ship in the sky That shone all around And just before dawn at the paling of the sky the stranger returned and said, now I must fly When two thousand years of your time have gone by This song will begin once again to a baby's cry And it went Should we get into the line by line, David? I think we should. Okay, let's talk about it. Kings are coming again, bearing gifts from the east, from the east. From the east. <sighs> that reminds me of one night at the eagle. That was more like ten. Ten kings. Are these the wise men? Yes. The wise men were, in fact, from the east. Well, I don't know. Wise men and kings are used interchangeably. What do you make of her adding the word again? And there's kind of that pause of coming again. Is that not in the traditional? No. Oh. Because of every year, maybe? Every year they come back? The story gets told every I year? I think you're right. Okay. This being a seasonal record, a traditional yeah. record, yeah. Yeah, we're coming again. Here Time we are Time for that again. story again. We're coming again. The original lyrics are, We three kings of Orient are, Bearing gifts we traverse afar. Mm. Field and fountain, moor and mountain, Following yonder star. It's just like a very loose interpretation. She's like cut some things, snip some things. It's kind of mm-hmm. taken all the religion out. Like she did sort of, I recalled her doing the same thing with what Child Noel, really taking out the Jesus reference, right? Mm-hmm. And making it a bit more universal. And I feel like she's doing that again here already in this first verse. I do too, but even more so as we get to this uh, pre-chorus, let's say. Oh, so she's really, she's kind of cutting, she's like letting the music do the talking, it feels like, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of like actually saying it. She's talked about how the music is kind of fusing that together. That's kind of cool. 
Maybe later in the evening, if we perhaps don't have anything to fill time, you could tell me the nativity story. What do you think? Oh, maybe. You want to bl- brush up on your biblical history? Some say Some say a star will rise again in the hearts of humankind. So there is no pre-chorus in the original, so that must be additional. That's the additional words in Music Play Tori. Some say a star will rise again in the hearts of humankind. Some say we have been in exile. What we need is soul of fire. Some say we have been in exile. What we need is solar fire. Mm. What do you think that means? What is solar fire? I think she's talking about the rebirth of the light, and this is where it truly becomes like a solstice record or a holiday Mm -hmm. album that's not explicitly Christmas. And she's talked about the rebirth of the sun, S-U-N, as opposed to the sun, S-O-N. And I think that's really kind of the most present on this song. I'm into that, David. You're into it? Keep talking. I was eating some Christmas crackers. What are you into? Jacks. Oh, my God. Sorry. I thought you were going get... to I thought you were dropping wisdom. That's it. I you were eating my fruitcake. I did it. Oh, the wisdom was dropped? Yeah, that was it. Receive it. What we need is solar fire. Reminds me also of something to light up the world. Like mm. a solar fire can light up the world. And it also reminds me like a, a fire in the soul too. Like there's something mm. about that phrase solar fire. So it means like that it comes from within and again, the light from within, right? I think you're right. Was going to then illuminate the world, like all of us with our light from within in the hearts of humankind. What have we been exiled from? According to some anyway. Some say it, I don't know. We've been in a very dark time. You know, 2000, coming into, when she's writing, <laughs> well, when she's writing this in 2009, you have to remember Obama just had gotten elected. So we were coming out of eight years of Bush, right? Yeah. And that was as worse, that was as bad as we thought it could ever get. You think this is a political album? No, but I'm saying we've been in darkness. And I think that that's what's informing this. Some say we have been in exile from the light. We've been Mm -hmm. in darkness. We've been in political darkness. We've been in, you know, there's a lot of bad stuff going down. I'm not going to try to minimize what George W. Bush did just because Donald Trump was worse, because it was bad back then, too. It's always been bad. Mm. Merry Christmas. Tori's always kind of like about, you know, rewriting Christianity or challenging Christianity. So I'm wondering if the exile she's talking about is kind of the guilt and shame that Christianity has brought upon the world and we're being kind of, I don't know, acknowledged for our divinity and our wholeness as opposed to being kind of shamed and denigrated by Christian doctrine. wonder star of night star of royal beauty as opposed to the original lyrics oh star of wonder star of night star with royal beauty bright she keeps them the same for westward leading still proceeding and then she adds a star of wonder whereas the original lyric is guide us to thy perfect light Mm mm-hmm so again, decentralizing thy perfect light feels very religious. So decentralizing that, pulling that out. Religious because the perfect light is Jesus. Yeah, thy, just because the phrase thy perfect light, guide us to thy perfect light. It's like you're, you're 
going towards yeah god i love this one woman more on christmas and taking the christ out of christmas i love it why do we always call it taking the christ out of christmas and not putting the smiths back into christmas i don't know so this star of wonder star of night star of royal beauty is like the light that is guiding everyone that like people are following then they're following this internal light this solar fire Ideally, that if we operate from a place of light and we're like looking up to the light and we're all following this like same bright light, that we are all going towards like perfection, or what is this idea? I'm kind of feeling like it's the divine spark that dwells within all of us that's sort of leading us, let's say, to this idea that Jesus wasn't the exception, but the rule, and that we all have kind of like Christ consciousness within us. That seems like something Tori would say. Something like that. Absolutely. Bring gold and mirror for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So when she says we bring gold and mirror for him from the East frankincense from the East, she's combining these three next verses, the three that belong to Gaspard, Melchior, and Balthazar. She's combining them all because the first one is born a king in Bethlehem plain, gold I bring to crown him again. Hmm. King forever, ceasing never, over us all to reign. The second of the three is frankincense to offer have I. Incense owns a deity nigh. Prayer and praising, all men raising, worship him God on high. And then Balthazar chimes in with meh is mine. It's bitter perfume. Breathes a life of gathering gloom. Sorrowing, sighing, bleeding, dying, sealed in the stone cold tomb. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I do. Was it just the beat that I found? Yeah, and great lyrics. Yeah, you really brought it to life. Each gift yeah. got a verse, and Tori was like, mm, edit. Gold, mirror, frankincense, all at once. Done. Let's concise. Uh, you know, and I appreciate concise. I just spent all day yesterday watching long-form improv, so I appreciate conciseness. Yeah. Everything, everywhere, frankincense, all at once. Yeah, done. And don't forget mirror. <laughs> What the hell is mirror? I know what gold is. Do you know what a woman's gold is? Sure do. I found out by searching Google <laughs> that myrrh is a sap-like substance, resin, that comes out of cuts in the bark of certain trees. Myrrh is used for problems in the stomach and intestines, congestion, parasite infections, and many other conditions, but there's no good scientific evidence to support these uses. So... It's like a, a medicinal gift, I think, that he's mm. bringing. Yes? These guys are bad at shopping for babies, and I relate to that. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, why would you get a baby frankincense? I mean, gold, sure. Start a bank account. He can start saving for college. That's nice. For sure. But what is frankincense? I've always thought it was like incense that smells Isn't very it specific. Isn't like a spice? Is that true? Oh, is it? I think so. Frankincense is a hardened gum-like material that comes from the trunk of the Boswellia tree. Yeah, never mind. People use its oil on the skin and in aromatherapy. Frankincense oil seems to kill some types of bacteria and fungi. It is commonly used as a fragrance in soaps, lotions, and perfumes. Hmm. Interesting. So one is topical, one is medicinal, like internal. So they just care about him. They're bringing him gifts. Uh -huh. That's sweet. That's lovely. I wish someone would do the same with me. So what we got? Some say a star will rise. 
have the chorus. Star of Wonder, Star of Night, Star of Royal Beauty. Westward leading, still proceeding. Still proceeding. What do you make of still proceeding? Like we're all like, I feel like she's gathering everybody. And that's kind of what the strings do too. Mm. It's like it kind of rouses everybody and gathers. And like, you know, the flavor video where she's like walking and people like join her behind her. Yes. Kind of like past the mission. Exactly. Oh my God. Creating an army. And they did join forces. They did and they did and they did and they did. Yes, they did. Yeah, I feel like that's happening here. Like, if there was a video for this song, they'd all be gathering behind her as she's walking, all carrying frankincense and, like, really weird gifts. Everybody would be, oh, that's a great video. Everybody picking up, like, a weird gift. Why, it would just look a, like a meet and greet. Yeah. <laughs> someone brings a doll. Someone brings a picture that they have from, like, 10 years ago. Here, Tori, here's a painting that I made of your face. Yeah, here's a T-shirt I thought you'd like. I support it. Same. <laughs> I do the same thing still. I'm never going to stop. I think it's still proceeding and what I take from her kind of, you know, repeating and really emphasizing still proceeding is that we're all seeking. It's a journey. It's a process. And we're all kind of reaching for the light. And we're still going for mm-hmm. it. We're still like walking forward or moving forward. You got this. Yeah. love this part seeding a star of wonder because it's like it's so masterfully woven into like the word proceeding still proceeding still advancing mm. still moving forward but we're also seeding a star of wonder it's like we're making a star of wonder i think back to torrents i would never download a torrent in my entire life if anybody if i ever found out anyone was torrenting i'd punch them in the stomach but as I've heard torrents are, you get a torrent and then you seed it out to others. And then these leechers then, they're called leechers, cedars and leechers. The cedars supply the torrent to the leechers, right? And then eventually you've seeded the torrent enough that more people can seed the torrent and make it grow and grow. So if you're seeding a star of wonder, I can only imagine like you're trying to make more light in this world by seeding the star within me, which helps to seed it in you, to seed it in this person and that person and that person. Mm. That's an actual lightning seed. Oh, I've heard of that. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts? Any thoughts on that, David? On it being a lightning seed? On what I said about seeding a star. I of think that was well said, and the way you likened it to a torrent, I think, really brought it to life. Do you think you have it in you to seed a star of wonder? I do. I think I try. I mean, I do what I can. I try to seed a star of wonder. I try to. You're a bright shining star in my sky. Oh, stop it. In front of all these guests, David, <laughs> trying to get me involved in an intimate conversation. I'm not. Just kidding, I was. Did it work? So, what's your favorite lyrical moment, David? Um, I think it's uh, the original Tory lyrics that she penned for this. Some say a star will rise again in the hearts of humankind. Tell me why. I think that really does kind of instill me with a sense of hope. And again, I like this idea of the light, the light within and the rebirth of that light at Christmas time. Mm. Or solstice, yeah. How about you? Yes, yes. I like seeding a star of wonder. Mm. Seeding. Yeah. A star. I love that it's a playoff of proceeding, and then it just kind of naturally evolves. It's very organic, and I love it. Mm. 
This is like Edition of Light Divided's older, more festive Disney sister, you know? Really? <laughs> yeah. You don't think so? Like, we did join forces. We're all following the light. We're looking to build a light together. Mm. Thematically, I think they're linked. Yeah. I could see this yeah. being her sister that does like three shows a day. Exactly. She started in community theater. She moved to off-off Broadway. That's where she is. Are you picturing the Enjoy the Silence character right now? Mm-hmm. Headdress and all. Seating. On that headdress is the star. They like put the star at the top of the headdress. And so they're like all following her. Yeah. Like 35 years of star girl. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Should we listen to Yanta, David? Yeah. This is a lot more sparse than I was expecting. To my ear on the album, it's kind of busy and full-bodied and, well, two-handed. I think a lot of that, I think we're fooled a little bit because there's so much percussion in there. Mm. I just realized I was smiling during the... <laughs> Aww. This Wurlitzer? Mm-hmm. Really great. I love what he's doing here. Does this make you think of early Led Zeppelin? Yes. Every time we do this, I just become more and more committed to Team Solo.
I mean, it is beautiful solo. Yeah. Not gonna lie, but I love it with the with the drums. Loved what it. a good version. Way yeah. to go, Yanta. If you like what he does, you can head over to his Patreon at patreon.com slash Yanta, where he's done almost all of Tori's songs on his own. Amazing, right? Some of them twice. Some of them she's never done herself. If you really like sheet music, other sheet music, you can head over to our friend Paul Roy's page at figuretoryout.com. He has over 20 years of sheet music from the Yahoo group, Figure Tori Out, of which he was the moderator. It's all behind the member wall, but it's free to be a member. So head over to figuretoryout.com and become a member today and get all the sheet music your little dirty sheet heart desires. Seriously, that's the way you always say it. You're like, if you really like sheet music, yeah, you guys are sick. You love sheet music so much. You've been looking for a savior beneath these dirty sheet music. God. Anyway, go over there now. <laughs> Free. What's your favorite musical moment? I really think it's the chorus with, I used the word fanfare earlier, but there's something about it that's kind of like an entrance fit for a king, the king himself, Jesus. Mm. Um, mm. Yes. And the orchestral arrangement, it's just, oh my God, I almost did like chef's kiss. I hate when people do that and I hate when people say mm. it, so I won't. Mm. Chef's kiss. Mm. Hair pie. I enjoy the Wurlitzer melody, the motif of the Wurlitzer in the beginning, mm. just kind of like that sparseness. But I also enjoy, I think this one, I'm going to have to give it to the percussion. I'm going to have to give it to Matt and John on this one. Even though the melody is amazing and even though her playing's fantastic, especially in the chorus when it comes into the Busendorfer, when the Busendorfer picks it up. But I really think the vibe is set and laid down by the interplay with the guys in this song. And, mm. and Chanel, Philly ain't snoozing on this track. He isn't. He's kind of, I've, I see him as like the mastermind. He's like, he's like the main witch in, in the Scottish play, like building a brew. He's piecing a potion, mm. you know. To combat patriarchal poison. He is a mad scientist. And there's like smoke bubbling out of the cauldron. Yes, I see it. And he's just there <laughs> with his little sunglasses. I love him. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my favorite musical moment. All right. <laughs> the cauldron part. We know it well. And we're going to kick it off to our good friend who's helping us out of a jam that we're not going to discuss by being on our show today. And this is our very good friend performing her hit song, I'll Be Home for Christmas. Gabies and Babies, welcome, Camila Cabello. <laughs> oh,
Camilla. Wasn't that amazing? Wow, I'm speechless. Me too, which is not good for a live show or a podcast. <laughs> uh, well, we are wrapping up to the end of our Sparktacular. Should we hit the live section? Normally we travel to the lounge, but we're live. We can't do that. Okay, well, let's just stand here in place. I was going to ask why you're standing. I'm sitting. Mm. So weird. You're making me nervous, David. Have well, a seat. Well, maybe someone should do our portrait now. I'll just put my hand on your shoulder. Oh. You are entering Tori Amos has performed this song a whopping 13 times in her career, David. Lucky. Yes. It's a lucky song. Lucky me. Lucky, lucky, lucky. That's 13 times, and not counting the million or so that she did it in promo appearances. This was her go-to promo song for the 09 cycle. Lucky we, David. Mm. Lucky he and she and me and we. We. The first time she ever performed the song was November 13th, 2009, in Melbourne at the Regent Theatre. Here is that. Roll it, Oliver. Next performed this song on November 16, 2009 in Sydney at the Opera House, still on the Sinful Attraction solo tour. Mm. Roll it, Ollie. In late 2009, in December 2009, Tori went front and center with Star of Wonder in the press, and she did a lot of really incredible radio shows, small little press junkets, and there's a ton of them, and you can go on, and a lot of them still survive on YouTube. You can go find them and watch her perform Star of Wonder really well on shows, for example, like Yahoo.com Live. There's a great one from WNYC Live, where the actual interviewer sits very close to her piano. It's really cute. She performed it live at Culture Jam in 09, Sirius XM in 09, Last FM Discoverers 09, ton of places, but my favorite, and you may not know it by name, the Electric Lady Studios, it's my favorite, on December 11th, 2009. It's the look she's rocking that really makes you take notice. It's a high ruffled collar. She's fashion, honey, she's fashion.
2010, she performed this song three times in only two shows. Isn't that wild? What? Oh, they did a retake? Mm-hmm. The first one you heard earlier, the Moscow-Russia show, from, and then it eventually released on From Russia with Love. After that, she did it at the Amsterdam Heineken Music Hall when she was with the Metropole, and she started the show with it. And here's that take. And then she ended the show with it, minus precious things. Hmm. Here's that take. known to do that for a taping you know yeah that's a bookend of wonder mm-hmm. she did that also in uh welcome to sunny florida what did she do twice tom big bay oh. tom big bay have hang these bones these bones in 2011, she did this song solo in Toronto at Massey Hall, early in the set too. Roll it, Oliver. set huh what a strange choice or unusual not necessarily strange so strange so strange in december 2011 tori played star of wonder at the kgsr music lounge in austin roll that oliver In 2012, on the Gold Dust Orchestral Tour, Tori did the song four times, each time in the encore. Hmm. 
And let's play. You decide, David. You tell me which one you want to hear. Would you like to hear Rotterdam, Berlin, London, or Belgium? You decide. I'm going with Berlin. I would like to hear the last time it was performed. You've got it. This is October 15th, 2012 in Berlin, Germany at the Philharmonie mm. with a Metropole Orchestra conducted by Jules Buckley. And this is the last time it's been performed to date. To date. That's all she wrote. Well, she wrote like, I think, 300 songs after this one. But <laughs> <laughs> you're right. That's not all she wrote. Yeah. <laughs> I lied. <laughs> we have thousands of songs left to do. We're going to be doing this forever. It's fine. There's worse things we could be doing forever, like sleeping, mm. <laughs> like watching TV, like eating, smoking. Mer- God, I want to do all those things at the same time so badly now forever and ever. <laughs> Get out of the lounge, David. Take your debauchery elsewhere. We have one final performance. This is a very special performance that's very near and dear to me, David. This is from a listener of the show. This is from Jonas Dreiholt. Everybody give it up for Jonas Dreiholt. Into other worlds, far 
says that this time we'll do better than good Running through the snow in joy and glee Knowing we'll bring home our own Christmas tree Snow has come It's grown up time and dark nights, but somewhere in the shadows lurks the light. If there's still some magic left to see, I'll make believe that she is here.
once more. That was gorgeous, Jonas. Thank you so much for being here today, sharing your music with us. And if you want to be on next year's Sexy Sparktacular, don't forget it's a silent night with you next year. If you want to bring your talents to the Drive All Night Studios or 30 Rock West or the Burbank Studios, wherever we end up, send us your holiday music. I mean, we have some time to fill, David. We do? Yeah, we were supposed to... I don't uh, think so. No? Just vamp. Just do a tap dance. David, I feel like we're losing this crowd, considering we've been going on forever. We're either going to have to sing leather or come up with something fast. (laughs) Oh, boy. Okay. What do you think we should do? You know, know, I just feel like things aren't Christmassy enough, you know? As Camila Cabello said it best, I'll be home for quiz mice. Mm-hmm. I just don't feel like it's quiz mice enough. Well, you know? just tell them it's a solstice show. Y'all, it's a solstice show. Solstice. Y'all, it's a solstice Y'all, show. It's <laughs> they're groaned, David. What do you want from me? They, they're groaning at us. We're losing this crowd. All right, let's get it together. We promised them a holiday sparktacular. David, how well do you know the nativity story? Um, There's a virgin and a baby. Or maybe a virgin baby. I'm not sure. That's more than I know, David. I'm not even Christian. Mm. But anyway, I hope you're feeling good about your improv skills. This next act, ladies, gabies, and babies, this next act is going to be a Christmas pageant starring us, since all our guests almost died in an avalanche. It's fine. Telling the story of the birth of Jesus and the three wise men in honor of this very song, Star of Wonder. Oh, God You ready, it. David? Uh, no. Just wing it. It does not have to be good. Okay. Have so, you heard the rest of this show? Yeah, just like always then. Great. Thanks, David. Blame the producer. Blame the editor. A reading from the book of Enana. Enana 714 tells us the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son. How's the narrator talk? That's good. After she doth protesteth, the grand matriarch decreeth that she yieldeth her souleth to the god, <laughs> and her bodyeth to her husbandeth, and will call him Emmanuel. Gorgeous. Then lo, the angel, um, Peggy, appeared to Mary. Greetings, girl. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> Greetings, girl. I got your message from your um from Jesus. You are highly favored and will always get backstage, if you know what I mean. The Lord is with you. Do not be afraid, Mary, for your fear is not greater than your faith. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you shall call him Jesus. I mentioned him earlier. Remember that? He's the son of God, but also your son and also God. Whatever. Don't worry about it. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. Yeah, this is Mary here. Yeah, okay. I think I think I've heard every word that you've said. I just how will this be? How will this work since I'm a virgin? Now admittedly, during the cold months I've explored my body in the upper room while my family prayed, but I've never known the touch of a man. The Holy Spirit girl will come upon you, I know, and the power of the most high will overshadow you and fill you with grace until you exalt. I guess that does in fact make you Jesus. Mary was feeling, oh, it's the narrator. Mary was feeling all kinds of things. 
She was happy and excited. She was nervous and a little afraid too. Indeed, she felt like she had a bowling ball in her stomach. The ho-ho holiest of bowling balls named Jesus. And she was wondering how her fiance, Smokey Joseph, was going to respond to the news. I love Mary with all my heart, but how can this Put be- Put it up, David. I love Mary with all my heart, but how can this be true? Is that good enough? Yes, you put the mustache on. You need the voice. I love Mary with all my heart, but how can this be true? She told me she was pregnant and that the father of the baby was the Holy Spirit. I want to believe her, but you see I'm, I'm tangled up. My heart is troubled and sick of being in chains. Have I shut reason out and allowed crazy to settle in? And so the angel Peggy appeared to Smokey Joseph in a dream. I need to find Peggy again. You did find her for sure. Joseph, son of David Nadine, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived <laughs> is her. Now she's Edith Bunker, but that's great. <laughs> I can't. Archie. Joseph. Joseph, son of David Nadine, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. <laughs> Got some Rosie happening. Upon waking, Smokey Joseph declared, Oh, dang. I must find Mary and make sure she knows I believe her. I'm honored to be part of God's plan and to be Mary's future husband and even sound engineer if it be God's will. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that a census should be taken. This script. I know. <laughs> that a census should be taken of the whole empire. So Smokey Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bentley Helms, the town of David Nadine, because he belonged to the house and line of Nadine. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth. Well, yeah. <laughs> While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. She wrapped the baby in cloths and placed them in a manger. Meanwhile, in a land far away to the east of Bentley Helms, three wise gays of great knowledge noticed an unusual bright star in the sky. That star is amazing. It's so bright. A star of royal beauty. That right there is a star of wonder. <laughs> now I'm doing Edith Bunker. How am I going to do this? I love that you think that gay men sound like Edith Bunker. <laughs> they and so do, do I. Guess. We both do. My characters are nondescript. You've heard of the term character actor. I prefer the term caricature actor. <laughs> oh, God. How, does it, how do gay men talk? I guess just like us. <laughs> That star is amazing. It's so bright. A star of royal beauty. <laughs> that right there is a star of Wanda. It's as if it's trying to tell us something. Maybe it is. Could it be a sign that the Savior has come? The one that the prophets wrote of so long ago? That would be convenient since I've been looking for one all over the place, especially beneath these dirty sheets. Yep, that's it. Let's follow it on tour. We will meet the savior, bringing gifts and making requests. Gifts? Yes, gifts. Gold, frankincense, and yeah. 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 And so the three gay kings followed the star to Bentley Helms. But when they arrived, they found not a boy child, but a female messiah. The utterly befuddled Smokey Joseph turned to Mary and said, Uh, we both know this is a girl, right? To which Mary replied, was I Mary? Oh, no, I was Mary, but I don't wait, know how to do it. I think I was Mary. Was I Mary? Oh. To which Mary replied, Yes, I believe she has come to bring yes. us... Yes. 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 I believe... 
I believe she has come to bring us tidings of comfort and joy. Why, yes. I believe she has come to bring us tidings of comfort and joy and to free us all from the bonds of patriarchal power. Oh, smoke it, Joseph. I've been pondering many things in my heart. <laughs> You're also Joseph. What? Oh, sorry. What is it, Mary? I... I don't love you, Smoker Joseph. I'm sorry, but my heart belongs to another. <laughs> what? Who? Do I know them? No, no, and it's it's not a them. No, no, it's not a them. It's a her. Her name is obvious. This this script is too binary for me. <laughs> okay, you... even on this cold read, this is a clearly a cold read. <laughs> we lost our guests. It's not a them. It's a her. <laughs> her name is, is also Mary. Mary Magdalene. We're in love. She's asked me to marry her, and I've said yes. <gasps> Mary's gonna fuck Mary Magdalene? She's gonna marry Mary. Oh, sorry. I missed that. <laughs> and so, the heavenly host turned to the archangel Peggy, singing, You gotta marry those Mary's girl. Peggy begrudgingly appeared one last time to officiate the wedding, marrying the two Marys who raised their female godchild together, and they lived happily ever after. Congratulations, Merry Christmas, Happy Birthday. That's basically the Christmas story, right? Peggy's voice. I like when she became Jackie Harry for Mary. I think Peggy should be a chola. Okay. You gotta marry those Marys, that's eh, <laughs> Puta, you gotta marry those Marias, okay? <laughs> Pucci, Pucci. Pucci, Pucci, Pucci. You gotta marry those Marias, that's eh, <laughs> Those Marias. That is from, uh, thank you, that is from my New Mexico training. <laughs> Like you gotta marry um, those Marias. I would hate for us to get canceled on a Patreon only Christmas episode. So I think we should wrap it up with one final performance from the ES22 choir. Roll it all. I mean, I guess they're here live. Give it up for the band and give it up for David. Give her a round of applause. She tried so hard tonight. Please, everyone, please give a very long. Everyone, stop applauding for whoever you're applauding for. A yes, Anastasia length round of applause for Eve, please. Thank you. Thank you all so very much for coming to our live taping. We have to go and check on some of our friends. They're stuck in the Shano. They've been there for quite some time. They could be Shano angels at this point. They could be Shano blind. <laughs> some get Shano blind. Shano can wait. See you next year. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Hey, please, boys. <laughs>
Drive All Night is a production of the Sideways Society. For more information and links to things mentioned in this episode, please visit us online at songsoftoryamis.com.